Good afternoon. Welcome to the last man standing. I'm staying. Uh, just relaxing today. And uh, trying to put my feet up and clear my head. Uh, while doing that, I was thinking about an issue that's really rough in my community that is never really mentioned. Um, mental health. You know, me, where I come from growing up that, you know, guys aren't supposed to be expressing their feelings or, you know, dealing with certain things. We're not supposed to mention stuff that, that's bothering us. We let it kill us or we have to drink it away or smoke it or whatever, whatever. And we're not really allowed to express how we feel because maybe showing a sign of weakness or, or something of that nature, you know, not man enough. And, you know, so that's something we have been known just to keep, into, keep to ourselves and deal with it. And it's not a fair, it's not fair, period. That as a human being, we are allowed to express how we feel you know to get it out of systems you know we need that sounding board from people to you know get it out so you know because you can't carry that stuff with us you can't you know eat you alive and uh you know you know stress you out it messes up your family structure just your friends and everything else it just structure work everything you just can't carry that with you. That's a too much of a load to deal with. And especially being African American, we males especially, we are supposed to be hard and tough and we can't show weaknesses and weaknesses. Is, it, it dooms you. You got to be hard in this world. You got to be tough. You know, that bullshit theory. But, you know, you you're allowed to feel. You're allowed to get things out you know it's not a crime it's not a weakness it should it's more actually it's more strength to admit and you know, tell someone that you have a problem or you have issues it's not a crime and you should be punished for it you know so it, you know I think it's we need to have that dialogue and communication especially amongst the brothers we have to be there for one another to lean on when stuff is too much to carry or too much to bear. So my theory is just like we got to put a hand out to a brother. If a brother's down, if he needs help, help him. You know, let him know you be there. And it's not just for males, females the same way. I mean, we just we have to communicate with each other and show some type of brotherhood sisterhood that we have to like look so and so is going through some things they need us to be there for you know just to have a ear you know give advice or something of that nature so we got to be more aware of what's going on because a lot of people and like I said in my community black community is like hey, they take it on themselves and deal with it and put all that on them and then they have no way to express or to get it out. They carry with them. 
carried them carried with them to their breaking point. So it, we got to do better as a community, we have to do better as people to make sure we are there for some you know, one another. So when things do go bad or you know, the situation is too much to to carry. Be there for that person. You know, let that person lean on you. Help them out. You know, don't call them crazy or just abandon them. Because they're going to try, if they can't deal with them on their own, they're going to find ways to try to numb it or get rid of the pain so they'll drink it away or smoke it or, like I said, whatever, whatever. You know, some things that might do harm to them or somebody else. Or, you know, physically take their frustration out on the next person whether it be a significant other family co-workers anybody random people so we gotta take this mental health thing seriously because it's a it's a dangerous thing because it leads to so much other stuff you know besides you know the anger issues the stress and heart issues and eating and drinking oh this is bad all year round so we just have to have that Sounding boy, like I said, to get it out. And you have to be there for them and not be there, not not judging them. Just be there for them. Sometimes you just gotta best advice, best thing you can do for a person. Just be there and just listen. Just let it get it out. You don't have to have the right answers. Just being there and listen to a person, get it out of their system. And after that, you know, you don't know that little thing. Just that being there, not saying a word, could change a person's life. So, that's all I'm saying. So, anyway, appreciate y'all listening. This is a short one today. I got things to do, but appreciate y'all listening. Let me vent a little bit. I appreciate you so much, and I'll get with you next time. Peace. Good afternoon. So, I guess it's my turn to talk about the Will Smith and Chris Rock situation. Hmm. Some of you know I had some opinions on it and I put it on my Facebook page. And some people agreed and some didn't. And so, I'm going to do what I can to break it down as I see it, the cause of everything. Starting off point blank, do I think the joke was malicious and mean? No. Corny? Yeah. Because the joke was about G.I. Jane. So, wasn't something malicious towards Jada it was just a joke like I said corny but it was a joke nonetheless and if you don't understand G.I. Jane watch the movie because the movie is more uplifting than anything and it points out the strength of women and how they can overcome a lot and pretty much anything so before you know everybody getting all in the uproar they need to go see the movie first and 
the me more in that movie was bad that haircut was bad and she rocked it point blank and simple let's make that clear you know uh, so joke didn't bother me I didn't think joke was like bad I just said it was corny Will's behavior oh mm, <laughs> terrible just terrible in so many ways terrible terrible do I understand why he did it yes but not like everybody else there's reasons why he did it not because he was so steadfast in defending his woman he was doing it to regain his manhood because it was lost and it's been lost for a long time even before the joke before the quote unquote entanglement <laughs> this happened way back when he was a kid see before all this I happened to read and had a listen to his audiobook uh, Will in November and literally the first chapter was called Fear and he explained the fact that he witnessed his mom get beat so bad hit in the head that her mouth was bleed and coming from a you know from abusive father and he couldn't do anything to stop it and that stuff was carried been around he's been carrying that around with him from all these over 40 plus years and he felt he should have stopped it while his mom was getting abused. And he's only nine years old. As a child. He carried that weight on him for so long. And nobody in his life, nobody, I don't know if he told anybody this, but psychiatrists, his wife's first wife, his current wife, his girlfriends, anybody, friends or whatever, that nobody told him it's not your fault. You are a child. You cannot. You, it, you couldn't stop it as a child. And that burden is not on you. It's on the man that did that to you. It's your father. That's that's his stuff, not yours. And you can't put that weight on a child and have that. And nobody in his life helped him get that off his back because he was carrying it for so long. And that's what that led up to that. So, in between the quote the joke that probably was the cherry on top off a layer of a, a dessert that was led with infidelities to disrespect to from you know over the years, years or you know even when he was in the rap game. Oh, he's a you know goody goody square kid, you know. He's not hardcore. He's just, you know, he's just a happy rapper or whatever. So you dealt with that. And you, you know, you let it off, you know, roll off your back. It's cool. But you know, you're not, you know, you're not, you ain't Ice Cube or whoever. You know, you ain't that type of dude. You do, you know, you're that square. And I remember when the, uh, I think it was the Grammys first brought rap, you know, had a category. And they were the first ones to rent a rap, you know, rap album or song or whatever. And you know, everybody looking like a bunch of squares. You know, who who these guys? They're not they're not better than so and so and so and so. You know, so just imagine that for thirty plus years of your career in the mu- in music, so to speak, 
everybody looked at you, you know, you know, he cool, but you know, he kind of lame. Or he just ain't got that. I remember I was watching the article. I remember he was the article. I think he was, he might've been, I think he was the one that brought up. He said he was trying to go out with, I think Pepper. And she wouldn't give him the time of day because he wasn't cool enough or he wasn't that type. A dude. When he was, you know, in the rap game. You know, years later, I bet she regretted it right now because who is, where his status was and who he was in the movies, you know, he was, one of, like I said, had to be top 10 one of the biggest stars in Hollywood point blank see but that's the thing but that's a dynamic even you know that's been labeled to all dudes that's that's, you know that have a job or take care of their families or go to school or something like that you know squares as they put you know lames you know guys that happen to do the right thing they don't want to you know go on that dark side uh, get themselves in trouble you know that's a long long history of that with guys that you know that certain females don't find don't think that's got it going on and you know they want to get the bad boys bad boys exciting 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 you know thrill or whatever whatever the hell they get out of some bullshit you know the good dude is working his nine to five you know he may work at mcdonald's or whatever work at some place and you know but he's working he's working hard he has a plan but you know a lot of females want to get to the, the knuckleheads or whatever because they like the drama or they got that little quick money or whatever that bullshit like i said all that bullshit that we all know is never gonna last and so that's something he's been carrying around for years and so sunday was just a breaking point you having a man having a, uh, a breakdown, manic breakdown, in front of the world, and it's crazy. And the first thing some females want to see, or they want to romanticize it, it goes back to that thing I was saying about that. It's the bad boys, you know. You know he's bad, but he has a heart of gold, and he just needs to be, you know, taken care of or nurtured and all that other shit. You know, that's what they see with him. And probably for the first time ever, he's getting street cred or props for acting like a jackass. For basically assaulting a man for telling a joke. Not knowing the trauma he, you know, Will dealt when he was a kid. He just assaulted a man who just, who had probably if equal or worse trauma. The man was, Chris Rock was bullied since a kid. Every day in school, the man quit school. That man had an interview, I think, with Howard Stern maybe last year, telling the man was beat damn near every day. And he, damn, he's he quote. This is quote. Now he said he, I don't call it rape, but he said rapish. As he called it, he was rape rapish as he called it. As a kid, he said he was a little black dude in a white neighborhood and getting the hell beat out of. Him. And he had to he had a breaking point where he had to he said he loaded a book bag full of a, a brick and hit a kid and went crazy on him. He said they didn't know the kid was gonna make it. And he said his psychiatrist said you had a breakdown that to this day that you won't even fight to defend yourself because that point that the way you acted that day with that kid, you had in your mind you would never swing or fight anybody ever again. Getting being pushed to that point. So now, 
Think about Sunday when he was assaulted, embarrassed in front of his everybody, the same people he knows. He has daughters that's watching, watching their daddy get assaulted. But you see, the difference between him and Will Smith is he thought about it. He was like, oh, he was professional. He worried about it. No, he thought about it because he remembered that time he went to that dark place. That dark place that almost cost somebody a lie. Thought about it and had the composure to, nah, I'm, I'm on chill. I, you know, he was thinking about others. He, you know, not just the gig, not just uh, Will Packer the producer, not just Quest Love was going to get the award. You know, thought about his family, not embarrassing them, not putting it out there. But more importantly, he thought about Will and his family. He was like, what do you mean by that? Because as soon as he got off stage, LAPD was waiting for him. And if you know the history of LAPD, with black folk, uh-uh, that's not a good scene. But you see, he had the the heart to say, nah, I ain't pressed y'all. And Will Packer said on the interview a couple days ago, he was he was stern. Nope, 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 I ain't pressed y'all. Nope, 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 nope. Almost like I say, he was steadfast. He was going pressing the charge. Now you see what I'm talking about. Now, who's a real man now? Because anybody in their right mind could be like, uh-uh, call law. He's out of here. Get away from me. I want him gone. On top of that, he kept him. He was the one that said, let him stay at Oscar because it would if, get him removed would cause more problems than anything. He wanted to be gone. He wanted to be done and over with. You know what I mean? You think about that. So, well, y'all, some people, oh, he clown Jada, he clown Jada. <laughs> Come on, man. Really? Chris Rock has been doing this thing for 30 plus years. He's a professional. Top 10, one of the greatest comedians of all time. You sit there and think, that little joke, if he really wanted to go in on her, he could have gone in. Come on, man. G.I. Jane, he could have he could have bust a Dr. Evil joke. Hey, Dr. Evil, how you doing? Or some kind of bad, hateful joke. He picks probably one of the most motivating type movies for everyone on a level like Rocky or Karate Kid or whatever kind of inspirational movie you want to hear or see or hear. He picks that movie. Because like I said, people think, Oh, he was just talking about a boy head. I said, and then he told you again that he didn't know she had alopecia. If I don't know you had alopecia, how am I supposed to determine that? Because this is the thing. People lie Will so much that they're going to, you know, anybody says something negative like, hey, Chris didn't know. Oh, yeah, he did. Like you knew. And here's my thing about the joke. If you didn't create the joke or you're not the author, how are you going to determine what is what until you get it from the actual source? And when I saw him on stage, he said it a couple times. This is a G.I. Jane joke. Not a Jado. It's G.I. Jane. But yet, we still going, no, no, no. He 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 stood up. He, he talked about her. That, like, man, give, give me a break. And here's and another thing. If you know Jada, I'd say no, everybody know personally. I mean, you've seen her out here. That woman is vocal. That woman is like headstrong, fearless. I'm pretty sure if she was offended, She'd have walked up on stage and held Chris Rock if that was the point. 
But you see, she had, even she had a little bit of the calm to like, shake your head like, whatever. You don't have to make a scene. You could have booed, yell, whatever. You could have said what you said, even though you cursed, you could have said what you said at the seat and got the same point. Because then guess what? When people are on your stage and slapping, they thought it was fake. They didn't know it was real until you cursed twice. Then they knew it was real. So think about that. They thought when you actually slapped that man, it was a joke. But when they saw you get down, sit down and was cursing, then they know it was real. So the whole slap is null and void. So it was just a waste. So in that time, that slap damn near has cost that man almost everything, credibility-wise, because it split a community down the middle. From actors to comedians have picking sides to hell, our community, men and women, of what's what and what's chivalrous and what's not. Because let me tell you something: the biggest. That's why I say Chris Rock gets my gets mad respect. Gets mad respect. I have sympathy for Will because I understand it and understand the situation is a terrible thing, and you got to feel sorry for the man. And I hope he gets help. But I'm riding Chris on this because Chris, at the end of the day, saved the show. This is from the producer Will Packer. He remained professional with the awards and everything. How he handled the situation. He didn't press charges against Will and his family. I mean, it was Will. So let me tell you something. You can't protect nobody when you're in jail. You can't provide for nobody when you're unemployed. You know what I'm saying? And Chris held that power. A simple, I want him gone. Yes, I want him arrested. Well, it killed all that. But he did. He became a bigger man of that. And you know, in the matching up between Will and Chris, he's the little guy, but came out to be the bigger man because he didn't fall for the trap. He didn't fall for the bullshit that a lot of us go through. But we seen it. But like I say, we want to romanticize bullshit. We want to romanticize the thug, uh, the big thug behavior. Like, oh, that. See that? He beat that man down because he loved me. He really loved me. Not realize that man got problems. That's why he beat that man down. That nobody wanted to bring up or nobody took the time to even look up. When I post I, things on Facebook, I, me and my sister had this conversation. What I told, when I put things on Facebook, it's not me off the top of my head or how I feel. Before I put it down, I research or I remember things. It's, I got this weird thing that I can remember useless bullshit but this happens to happen in this day and age this useless bullshit is kind of needed <laughs> so I read the book before this went down I remember at one time before Jada and Will was together Jada called him a, a sellout and, you know he he gotta be like you know she wanted to be like you know she wanted a man like you know quote Tupac this is early before that's about I think she just maybe got on um, Different World was like you know she's talking about sellouts like Will Smith and somebody else like they don't do that for the community blah 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 but then I'm married a man so go figure so I remember these stuff and it just, it just pops in my head because it's like damn I remember she was talking negative about the man they ended up marrying him you know what I mean it's and you know people excuse oh they have an open relationship they got an open relationship well I don't care about that Nonsense. 
it may be an open relationship, but anything else, you don't want to, regardless, you don't want to share anything. And speaking from a male perspective, that thing, it, you can be with that woman, you can have kids with that woman. But God knows if you find out you run into an ex, the first thing, I don't care how secure you are as a man, even for a split second, it pops in my head, damn. How intimate were they? Oh, they were intimate, I know. Oh, this, that, third. And Lord, have mercy if you got, he had a kid with her. Because that same dude, for some reason, think he Christopher for Columbus. Because he had a child with a woman. Like, he he discovered something. You know, like, this hit, you know, he got automatically, uh, automatic, you know, ownership to re- return to that same area that he went to. You know, and that's the male thing. We got that because we got an ass backwards way of thinking on shit. It's like that is the stupidest shit in the world, man. You're not the first, you know. Some, you know, you know that's the, the the thing. It's like you think the woman came out, you know, first she 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 met you, she was a virgin or whatever, whatever. And that's not not that ain't always the case. And that's the thing with, with us, we, with males, we get caught up in that shit. Like we, all women are supposed to come out here pure and you know virginally and and do the right things now that ain't always the case hell you ain't if you're not that level why are you asking somebody else to be it's impossible but we always want to make a person into what we think what we want them to be not who they are not accepting who they are and we're no thug and that's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. He's a good brother that's got a problem. That nobody wanted to, to help him solve. And they had to take this incident right here to, to put the light on it. You know, Isaiah gave him a hug. He did all that sympathy. Tyler Perry gave him a hug. Which is, that, that ain't helping nothing. That's not helping anything. He don't need to be baby at this point. He don't need that. He just needs to just be there and listen. And guide him and hopefully guide him in the direction to talk to somebody and get that out of his system. And let him know it's not his fault. I, you know, it's one, it's good to you can tell somebody and be there for a person, but not baby him to the point. Oh. Because it's not helping. He has to discover this on his own. And I hope he discovered it. That this wasn't the way to, this wasn't the way. You know, and and yeah, I told you, I, I see it. He went on Twitter and apologized, which is bullshit too. Because my man, you didn't smack that man on Twitter. You smacked that man in real time. You can't reach out to that man physically. Reach out to that man, call him, or visit, see him, or something. Because it's it's looking, it doesn't look genuine. Because when you had a chance, when you won your award, you had a chance to apologize. You didn't want to do it. Then you go to an after party, dance like you not a care in the world. Like you don't even realize what you did. So he has other issues besides the the past. He has to deal with this other stuff. Cause nah, man, that's not cool. So, like I said, it's I think people need to sit down and real think about these things and see what we're trying to celebrate. Because that little one slap does not make me a Superman or uh, the 
husband of the year. You know, like I said, I got to see I, Chris has done that, that flap did did more for everybody than what Will did for one person. Who, as the as we saw, thought it was kind of funny. So uh, you know, it's like, come on now, because like I said, Will. I mean, Chris could have changed the game. Will could have been arrested. Will could have been thrown out. All that. But he did. I think folks need to really think about what Chris could have done. Because like I said, LAPD don't play. And they was waiting. They just, need, they just wanted to get just a, 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 a like I said, give him a, a look, so to speak. You know what I mean? They just looking for that look. They say, hey, you want us to get him? We get him, we get him, we get him. But he remembered. He remembered. You know. I'm not going to do this to this man or his family. I'm not going to do this to the award show. I'm not going to do this for the co- our community. So he took the high road. And everybody, well, if he didn't see the joke, nah, screw that. Screw that. Ain't no word I'm telling you. If, if Chris would have jumped on stage and grabbed it, I get it. You beat the brakes off of and if he said a foul word or called her out of a name, I get it. That joke that you really have to sit here and analyze, I'd have heard four different interpretations of what the joke's supposed to mean. From talking about her bald head and hearing Tiffany Hash with some crazy ass comment about, oh, he was he was calling her a lesbian. I'm like, what in the hell? Lesbian? How you get lesbian out of G.I. Jane? So I'm like, this. See, that's what I'm saying. It's inconsistent. It's because we like a certain individual. We're going to ride with them and we're going to sell it any way we can to make sure, you know, our thing is, our, our opinion is right. Instead of looking at all angles. Instead of looking like one man is dealing with a lot and he just cracked it. But it's still wrong. Incredibly wrong. And one dude told him a corny joke. But may be the biggest hero out of everybody on the stage because he did the right thing. And is and and by all accounts, by anybody else with half a sense, is justified to should have whooped Will's ass. But he didn't do it. So you get respect for me. I'm sorry. You, you know, like I said, it's my opinion, but my opinion is based on what I've heard from each individual, what they said. From interviews to book to whatever. So that's why I got my conclusion from. Not my where my feelings are, where my heart is, or where I wish in my life that it happened to me, or whatever, whatever. whatever. So I come with information that's based on words from the actual people. That's why I came with my conclusion. So this is my conclusion. You ain't got to like it. But it's mine. I own it. So, on that note, I'm going to cut it short. Uh, Cook me some dinner. Chill out for the rest of the day. And that's about it. So, thank you for listening. I appreciate y'all checking me out. And that's it. Bye-bye.